The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. So the Diamondbacks beat the White Sox. That's bad for the Cubs. They're pulling away here. That was the worst game. I think that's the most boring baseball game I've watched in a really long time. Oh, no. There's been yeah. there's been nope. plenty of those. At least it was quick. That's true. There's been but... boring and long baseball games. Yeah, but there was like... Yeah, I was expecting a little more jolt from the, the D-backs. I mean, they're a pretty exciting team. They play great defense. They steal bases. They run. They play. I mean, they they weren't even they weren't interested today. So there was that. Uh, if you're just getting into your car and you haven't seen social media today, Damian Lillard was traded, and not to any of the teams you were expecting. He was traded in a three way deal to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh boy! And yeah, it was uh, with Phoenix included. So the the Suns were, ended up getting some. Uh, some some nice pieces like role players. They need Joke Face leaves Milwaukee. Yes, he does, and he goes to Phoenix. And you, you happy you, about Grayson that? Allen? You're talking about? Well, I'm just listen. I'm call. I don't care to name call him like that. I'm just referring to him in a way that I think you refer to him. I, what, what did we call him? What did Carmen call him? Oh, Carmen calls him Pudwack. That's right, Pudwack. That's a better name for him. Right. Tell you what, though, like he, you, you feel the way you want about him. He played a role for them, and you know, did a decent job. Yeah, he's a good role guy. I mean, yeah. and like, like the Suns needed more bodies. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. And they, they finally get rid of Aiton. That that's always been like a love hate thing. I going thought we on were in, in the market for him. It's, it's like the Bulls are always like a rumor mill, and and nothing ever happens. They just sign, re-sign Vu. It's what the Bulls do. That's um, so Will Bond is ready to go. Uh, before we get into the hoops, I want to get into the the see what he thought about last night. He's brought to you by your guys over at Hawk. You betcha. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW. All in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. All right. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is? It's Wilbon Day. Woo-hoo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, Michael, I want you to take a little emotion out of it because I know how you're going to feel about the Saya play. Then we'll get into the emotion in a bit because that's what drives sports. But just judging on the the level of... Uh, tough losses. When you well, look the at say a play is overrated because it's a oh. six nothing lead. It's a six zero lead. You but, can't blow six nothing leads. Well, that was in, the ex- in, in September. Was a, you can't do that. It was still a big exclamation point. I mean, you got to catch a pop up with a one run lead in the eighth inning. No, but you don't have a one run lead if you protect a six run lead. That is true. It is you very can't, you got to have a you got a six run lead. It's but like the Bears offense. You, you blame everybody. Late game lead than any team in the league, it seems to me. I don't know that statistically. That may not be a factor. But how many? Come on. Sylvia, you and I were texting those back-to-back nights where they lost those two walk-offs to the Reds. The Cubs have lost 
so many one-run games late. Well, in the Diamondbacks, I mean, it like a half dozen. The Diamondbacks series to me is going to be the one that I look back on. That that Saturday well, why, night why game, that one, but not the Reds, or why that, but not yeah, last right. night, right? Or the Pirates I mean, get, series. The point is that's right. The point is there's more than a half dozen, right? So if you split the half dozen crushing losses and you win three of those games, you're in the playoffs. All right, so so wait, you threw me off here because I thought you would have really died with that play. So you didn't no, yell. no, I died with the blown lead. I died with the whole thing. This is you not didn't most yell. Of the loop. You did not yell when when no, that ball I was, was, I was dropped. Angry by then, I was already angry by then. Angry, very angry. You and I've been talking about this how many nights? Texting about how they blow these leads. That's the bigger story. They can't hold a lead. Let me ask you guys a both. Six-run lead. Let me ask you both the question. Is And, again, once you get to this point, your expectation level changes. I, I, I get all of that stuff. But it, right now, as you look at this team at 82 and 75, and they still have a hold of the last wild card spot, isn't this about as good as in big picture as you zoom out, is about as good as you could have asked for? You know, you've got a you had a group of guys. Whether it's Morell delivering home runs, you got Talkman, you got you know Yanni Bench behind the plate for the Cubs. You've got a group of, of bullpen arms during the middle of the season that all excelled. Like this is, they have been a better baseball team collectively than any of us. But but Waddle, if you blow a four a four game lead. It. Le- then, like, yeah. like it's yeah, unsuccessful. It, I, I get it, but my point is, is like, you know, you regress to who you should be at the end of the year more times than not. You, you know, you, what, that's a fair point, Tommy. But I think that also we see teams that break through. And, and again, I'm not going to say it's more often than not. I mean, I think that qualifier is very important that you that you introduce there. Um, but. We've seen that we've seen they know how to play for us about seven and a, seven and a third innings as well as anybody except the Dodgers and Braves. They do, and then they blow these leads. They have so many blown leads, and then I you know it it, hurt, it hurts when your ace hits the wall and has two dreadful starts and then can't really do what you want on the third start. I mean it's it's I, I don't want to just give in. At a time where I think one of the things that's different about sport is all sports is that teams make these improvements now. They make these improvements. They do it in quick time. They do it in short order. Uh, They do it in every sport, and they go if not from last to first. They 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 do it pretty regularly now from second division, as we used to say, to playoffs. And then you see that's how you jump started. And the Cubs seem to do that, and they, they, they haven't been able to pull it off. Look, look, Waddle, I shouldn't look, say that because there is a chance left, but you can see I'm pretty depressed about it. Waddle, you should make the postseason, though, over the Diamondbacks and the Marlins, like who were anticipating them. Well, true, but right now you are making the postseason over the, the Marlins right now. Like, so, I mean, if you can if you game, make it. I mean, who's, if, the, who's the Marlins doubleheader against tonight? The Mets. Oh, they They're losing to the Mets. It was four zip Mets, I think, in the sixth or seventh inning last time I checked. Let so. me do, okay. let me look right now. Yeah, is that, um, anything, is, is that like being a, is that like being a head stick though? Oh wait, oh, ouch, Sorry. owie, wowie. Look, I'm not trying to, to pat you on the head. And yes, you are. You, you're I'm doing not. what Chief fans did to the Bears it's fans. Not no, because you ain't the Chiefs. You're the Cubs. You're seven games over five hundred. No, you, you would be the Chiefs. In this situation, patting yeah. us on the head. You ain't the yeah. Chiefs, Mister. Okay, well you're not Ronald's the you're not the Bears either. He's got a point. You're not the Bears either. 
Look, this is you, you. You none of us had them seven games over five hundred at this point. It doesn't mean that your expectations don't change. I get all of that. Who are you taking to the mound every fifth day? Like, I mean, <laughs> just a Cy Young yeah. finalist, right? You, you, you got to control expectations. He doesn't throw every five games. I get games. your point. I get your point. I get your point about that. Um, again, when you when but when you when you get to the twelve games over five hundred, we'll wait twelve or thirteen over. And you're playing well, and you're winning yes. every series. They didn't get just hot twice and then ride it. They sustained it over a number of series. They won the series. They won every series against the series against the Mets, and they split with the White Sox for about eight or nine series. They, they won probably seven of those nine with a two out of three loss to the Mets and a split with the White Sox 1-1. Ah, at that point, I thought, okay, they've sustained this. They really kept their heads about this. And then they didn't. And, and part of it is when you see porous defense, when you see defensive errors, you see defensive mistakes. Um, it's hard to overcome that. And, By the way, and pitching, pitching woes and defensive mistakes will kill you. It's it's six to two Mets right now in the uh, bottom of the seventh. So that's that's okay. good news. So so then okay, since it didn't it didn't um, affect you like uh, a lot of the people. What was the toughest loss of the three? What was the most embarrassing or toughest? Well, however you want to categorize it. I pulled this question. Was it the way Notre Dame lost to Ohio State? Oh, I don't care about that. I'm not well, I know you don't, but I mean, but I that's still a tough they're not loss. Even, they're not, but no, you're, still, you're still an observer and to lose with 10 men on the field when you're winning that game to Ohio State and you haven't beaten them forever? That's just dumb. And Ohio State's not even that good. Or you're embarrassed like the Bears. Or the Cubs loss. Which of those three was the the worst way to lose? The Bears. Humiliated. The Cubs were not humiliated last night. They they lost badly, but they were not humiliated. Is it the Bears' Bears loss, Mike, because of where you see them as you look at them from a broad spectrum? Because we all knew they were going to get beat. Well, yeah, but it's it's not the game. It's the start to the season. It's losing to the Packers and losing to Tampa. The season was meant to be able to at least start off 1-1. At least 1-1. And they couldn't do that. And, they, you know, they got beat by – don't tell me that Jordan Love is, you know, Bart Starr. Maybe he is relative to, to us. I, I, the Bears. The Bears. That's the loss, the Bears, because, I, because I don't trust the coach. I don't trust the coaching staff at all anymore. Yeah. Not the- at all. The loss to the Packers in Week One stings and, and sits with me worse than the loss on Sunday against the Chiefs because of all of the the issues. Like the the, the Packers brought the youngest team in the league to town. They got a quarterback with one prior start in the league when he came in, and they're supposed to be your rival, and you just got dominated. That one stung for me more than even the one yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with that, and I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I'm going to be at the game Sunday. I don't know what to expect. I mean, here's, here's why it's worse. Because the Denver Broncos just got beat one of the five worst losses in the history of the NFL. And they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite over you at home? Mm. What does that say? Right. What does that say about what the, ex, what, what the expectations are of you? It says people think you're a dog. People think you're a bum. So are you starting – so, like, I know you, like, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago when you said that you don't think that the Bears would eat the last two or three years on Eberflus's contract. No. no. 
But but you just no. told me that this this coaching staff is incapable. Yeah, so, okay, that's what we knew. Nagy was incapable. It didn't mean they were going to eat all of it. That doesn't mean anything. The Bears don't do business that way. And somebody gave voice to that. Rex Ryan, I guess. Rex Ryan said this on one of the morning shows. He said that, that, that's not what the Bears do. And Rex Ryan would know because he time grew to up in the way you do business. Okay, that sounds like Matthew. But you, you, you I'm sorry. Yes. Did they change the owner? You guys know the but again, it, they change. They, they change their football leader, or at least the leader that, no, of. No, 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 no. It no, is no, time to call leader. your guy stop, Kevin stop, Warren and stop, say, stop, "Flex stop. your muscle, Kev." Stop! Stop it. Owners, President owners, Warren. Owners are billionaires. Stop! Stop! Stop being naive. Don't be a naive Chicago sports idiot fan. Oh, Do not that. No, stop that. Don't that be that. Mean. Don't be that. Don't be that. No, because that's still because that I got no time for that. You know, owners make those decisions, and the owner's not going to change. It's not going to change if you tell them to change. Stop. McCaskey's not going to fire the coach anytime soon. What part of notice? I said McCaskey. I know, but what part? What part of the last thirteen games has George liked? What, like you just said? Well, I'm not defending George. I'm just saying to you, let's deal with reality. Michael, He's not going to fire him. If this continues, Michael, he cannot keep him. He cannot keep him. He can keep him. He can. He can. You and I wouldn't. Let, 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 let's make, the, make sure we know that the audience knows that we know the difference between what should happen and what will happen. Those are always George the two McCaffrey conversations we have. not firing the head coach. Not now. That's not what he does. That's not what anybody named McCaskey or Hallis does. You know that. Well, they so did to suggest something else is like a fraudulent, phony suggestion. Don't forget this. They did fire Mark Trussman after two years. Mark Trussman two. did two. And this is Matt okay. Eberflus's second year. And yeah, but don't forget Mark Trussman. Year, not during. Not no, during. no, I'm not. I don't care about I don't. I don't need blood during the year. I, uh, I'm oh, saying well, at the. You can fire him after the season. I can see that. Okay, good, good. Okay, then after that's what we're season, talking but about. But not now. No, no, no I in, don't in some places, now. as you know, in some cities, as you know, the coach will be fired next week. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need that now. I mean, I don't know like who is capable of leading this team now. Um, I, I, what I need is if this continues, I need a new direction next year, and I need yes, if yes, you're going to yes. choose a new quarterback, we need a new direction now. Remember, I'm not disagreeing with you on the bottom line. Only disagreeing with you on what's going to happen or Mike, not do, happen. Mike, do you believe any of this, this ineptitude that is, is that continues, unfortunately, affects the stadium issue in any way, shape, or form? No. No, I really don't. I hadn't, I hadn't thought that deeply connected. I got two of those situations, Tommy. <laughs> I got one there. I, I, I just sort of lapsed, and I wonder if you were asking me suddenly about Northwestern and not the Bears. Um Yes, the answer to – yeah, I answer both. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I, I know. I think that both stadiums would be built. I believe both stadiums would be built. Um, you know, what, only Super Bowl winners building new stadiums in the NFL? Because last I checked, like, Cincinnati's got one. And I, no, that, that's, I don't see a connection. I don't – that's a good question. I don't see a connection between the two. This, um, but, look, they've got they – got, problems and i mean look if you ask me what i think is going to happen i think you know you get to the end of the year you fire evil flus but how do we know what that polls 
how do we know? I mean, don't we look up and see Roquan Smith being great in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. And going, okay, you ask us to believe you. You ask us to believe you. What are we trusting in? What are you doing, son? Yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta believe that. Look, Kevin Warren got here in April to to ask yeah. him to do a ton of stuff like mid. We're not, not even mid season. We're no. in the first. We're in the first. Not to choose something from Lovey, but we're in the first quarter of the season right now. We're not even at halftime. Lo- everything but, Lovey said is looking a whole lot better, <laughs> isn't it? Well, listen. If we could get Tommy Harris to go back in a time machine and disrupt people from the three technique on the <laughs> defensive line, then maybe that cover two would work. But we can't do that my point is though that like i do expect I, I i don't think that it's reasonable to think that kevin warren is going to make significant change having just been hired in april but if this thing yeah. not just not just the performance on the field but like the 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 chaos that seems to have kind of reared its head up at hallis hall I would think that there will be a number of changes that will be implemented after the season by the new man in charge well, doesn't isn't the isn't there only one that really right now that that seems reasonable and could also be impactful, and that's the head coach. I can't see the GM changing. I don't see that. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't see that. Yeah, but it's the head coach and the staff. But Ouch. but with but with that said, Mike, like I'm a BC guy, and I, and I've I've been a, a, a an outspoken supporter of Ryan Poles, and I think his overall plan has been uh-huh. a good one a to good tear one. it down. Okay. And to be, but but let's be honest here. Everybody needs to be held accountable in this organization. Yes. And at the end of the yeah. year, we're going to have to look at his decisions as well. And, and Kevin's going to have to make decisions on that. I don't expect there to be change, but we can't right. just gloss over some of the things that haven't worked out. No, that's right, Tommy. I look, I agree down the line. Yeah, look. We, 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 neither one of the three of us has said anything that the other disagrees with. We, right. we, we haven't. I mean, it's just only the part about when things are going to happen and who's going to make it happen. Yeah, time and place. And Time and place. And, and, and by the way, in every organization, the owner has to take blame. The owner's going to get credit whether he wants it or not, he or she wants it or not. But you've got to take blame. You gotta, that, that, it starts there, and let's see what that looks like. Because I don't know. And, and you know, I had I had um, I had a NFL former player, Hall of Famer, ask me recently. So how come, you know, in Chicago, you, people don't get as angry at the owner as they do in say Washington? I'm like, ho 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 ho. These are totally different circumstances. The owner in Chicago is no embarrassment as a person and a man and a, a steward of a business that's important to the city. There's no there's no suggestion of that. Not up to the task of winning, yeah. But that does not bring with it public ridicule. They're not the same thing. But, yes, there is an accountability for winning and losing, and that's fair. But, you know, that's not what we're not going to stand up and demand the firing of the owner, nor should we, in my opinion. But we hope that the owner can get it right. How many coaches have we had since Levy went 10-6 and six and got fired? So it's trusting – Yes, four. The defensive coordinator who was at Denver, what's his name? John um, Fox. Fox. So Tressman, Fox, Nagy. Or am I missing somebody? No, that's it. Tressman, Fox, Nagy, and Iberflus. Right. Oh, for four. With one, he had two really good seasons in in there. 
You had the season with who? Who? Who got to? Who was in the 2010 NFC title game with Green Bay? Who lost that game? That was uh, Lovey. Oh, and then 2011, and, he got fired that, for not making playoffs. No, no, 12. It was it was 12. 12 okay. Yeah, 13, 14 yeah. was Trustman, and then it was really Nagy in 18, and uh, yeah, right. What a, what a mess. 16. I, you know, it's just it's just. So, who do I trust to make the right decision on on head football coach? Who's going to hire that person? Well, that's George where we do that you again? hope that Kevin Warren's hiring process is better, and he doesn't yes. need yes. he doesn't need yes. a guy like Polian or Ernie Acorsi to come in to tell him how to run point on a on a process. That's a great point. You know that's what I mean? Like point. they didn't have a yes. stake in the game. Like, like well, but I, I'm okay with knowledge like that. I am because wasn't Poles also a Polian guy? He was, but but they were interviewing coaches before they interviewed general managers. That's yeah, backwards. The process was backwards. I think we all agree on that too. I just, um, I'm I'm with you. I mean, week you hired four. Kevin because you want yeah, him. Yeah, no week four. It's week. It's Wednesday of week, week four, four, and, and this is what we're, we're talking about. Re- we're doing we're a search. Re- we're rearranging the chairs. Yeah, the deck chairs. Really quick, oh, Michael, yeah. before we let you go, because we're running long. Uh, a, what did you think of the uh, Dame trade, and do you believe the Bulls have a, ch- a chance to go trade for Drew Holiday from Portland now that he's there because they're not going to keep him? That's a great question. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure about this trade, by the way. I love Dame Lillard. He's just one of my favorite people in the NBA in, for years. Who he is, how he plays, what he stands for, all of that. Do I think that that's going to make a real difference in the Milwaukee Bucks' bottom line when you get rid of Drew Holiday, somebody who defends, somebody who's physically tough, somebody who's a leader, somebody who can organize the team in late games, somebody who's won a championship? Do I think that trading away Drew Holiday is the answer, certainly, for Milwaukee? No, I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not the answer, but this whole notion that Milwaukee's the favorite now, stop. I know where the best player lives. He lives in Denver, best player in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. So they're the favorite. Um, I, I understand why Milwaukee's doing what it, what it did, too. they got to appease Giannis, who has said twice, if I don't see evidence of us getting better, I'm out. So, you know, I mean, I get that. Um, and they got to react to that. But now who reacts to that? What does Philly do? I mean, Philly's a team that looks what – what happens with James Harden now? I think something's got to move there. The Bulls, can they go get Drew Holiday? Ah. Is Drew Holiday who was the answer for the Bucks? Is he the answer for the Bulls? And what do you give up to get him? Uh-uh. And by the way, I'm not sure that – I heard you guys talking in the open about Aiton versus Vooch. I'm not sure there's a real bottom-line difference there. You know what I mean? I, I – just I'm not different. sure I wouldn't rather have Vooch. I, it's, it's, it's slightly different, but here's what Vooch is not going to be. He's not going to be a malcontent and a whiner and a powder. That's not going to be Vooch. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know you guys think I'm crazy, and I may come back to you mm-hmm. December 1st and say, please destroy the tape. Please destroy the evidence mm-hmm. that I said this. But I actually like what the Bulls have going in. Because I don't believe Boston got better. I don't believe Milwaukee got better necessarily. We know Philly's not better. Indiana's better, which is kind of scary. Detroit's better. I don't believe Atlanta's better. I just believe the Bulls could be a, a five-ish, 
seed team, five-ish seed team in the East. Higher than that? No, because they're not going to get ahead of Boston or Milwaukee. But that, that, that opens up third. I just, you know, I think the East is wide open as opposed to the West where they appear to have like 13 playoff teams. We will save the tape. We will save that tape. Save the tape Believe or burn me, yes. it. I'm not sure which way we need to go with this yet. Yay, uh, we're the sixth seed in the East. Yay. Yay. Tommy, tell me, tell me that Sunday is not a giant waste of my time. Uh, well, it could be. I'm not going to lie to you. I love you too much to, week t- four, to try like and you sell said, you off. What are we going to do in, in late September? You go to a Bears game. Yeah. Come I'm on. still yeah. going. I still have a good time. If you can get in and yeah. out of that place for crying out loud. Well, well you know, you could come and sit with me, and then you could just walk home. <laughs> they make me, they make me want to walk away. home from away games, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I'll need to walk this off if if they lose to Denver, which just gave up. Sylvie, Sylvie wanted to walk home from KC. Yeah, I took the family yeah, to I'm Kansas sure. City. I'm, oh, did you? Yes, yes, yes. Did you stay for the duration of that puppy? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look, the kids were there. We like the the one good thing about it, Wilbon, is we got to move down to the good seats. We were all the way up in the upper deck. <laughs> we we. That's we like was, going to a game at you know Comiskey. <laughs> and having nobody there after the fifth It inning. was like preseason in the fourth quarter. And being able to move down. We sat in the first row of the end zone by, by the time the game ended. No. Oh, no. Real quick, Mike, do you think they win the, this Sunday? Yes. You do, okay. But I thought they win the first two games, so what do I know? I had them going 2-0. Okay. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm not. Listen, <laughs> I, that just asked, I demanded that Sylvie not be that idiot Chicago Knights fan. I know, my God. On the notion of who yeah, was going to fire the coach. And now I am being uh, that, thinking the Bears will win this game on Sunday. What a fool. All right. I'll see you Sunday. Come visit me this time. You didn't come visit me last time. All right. I'm by myself this time. I don't have to wander around with Matthew and. Sylvia, unless you set up shop in, like, the luxurious of luxurious suites, you ain't going to see Mike. Sylvia, I, you know, look, you're at gate zero again. Is that where you are? Yes, yes. All right, I can get down there, I guess. Yeah, with the common folk. (laughs) I can get get down there with you people who are just in, like, bleachers and stuff. I can just get to that. Come see us. All right, Michael. See ya. There's right, Michael Wilbon every Wednesday at 5. It's always contentious these days. Oh, he didn't Yay, even know what I was arguing about. We're the sixth seed about. in the East. We're going to yeah. be the sixth seed in the East. All right. Uh, I, I want to play you something from Brian Baldinger uh, on the, the defense mm-hmm. that you saw. Uh, and just like, Are you Eber- not believing what I told you on Tuesday? Yeah, and Eberflus uh, spoke today, too. And, and, man, it sounded like a high school coach. <laughs> I want to play you that coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We're talking about uh, the Bears and the Cubs lost last night. And if you want to get something off your chest, 312-332-3776. It's the phone number. Want to uh, play you some uh, Eberflusa than the Baldinger sound. Uh, 
What do you want to do first? What do you want? You want Eberflus uh, or you want the Baldinger first? Let's go Baldy. Okay, this is uh, Baldy's breakdown. You can get it on his Twitter handle. Brian Baldinger, uh, former player, longtime NFL network guy. And he goes into the lab with NFL films. He and- smells like a football. And <laughs> I mean that in the most... The, the most positive way he is. He so he smells like pigskin or like he, he is. His life is football. And I appreciate that from him. He and, and he does it in such a unique way too. He makes Yeah. And he does it like in clips. They're not like an hour and a half long. And I love J.T. O'Sullivan. But but he'll just give it to you quickly. And this was what you were saying about the defense, that the defense, in your opinion, was worse even than the offense against yeah. the Chiefs. I'm trying to understand what this Bears defense is all about. This is third and eight. Even Taylor Swift knows that the ball's going to Travis Kelsey. Even she knows it's going to Travis Kelsey. Like, does anybody else in the Bears know that it's going to Travis Kelsey? The ball's going to Travis Kelsey. It's third and eight. You would think there would be something. Like, you're just going to give them this free release right here. Like, here it is. I mean, I know, like, he's skilled and Mahomes and they're a great, great, Relationship, free releases, wide open. Like, it's play after play. Like, I know they're a zone team, okay? And there's holes in the zone. But at some point, you've got to collapse the zone. You've got to, like, man up. You've got to, like, you can't leave guys like that. Hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be Buddy Ryan and pretend like I know anything like this. But, like, you have to know right here. That in this situation, the ball's going to Travis Kelsey. Like, maybe Taylor Swift intercepted some emails from the Bears and he got to it. But he sure knows what that defense is and exactly where to sit down. All right. They got Tremaine Edmonds because they want to play Tampa 2 in situations. He's going to open up to number 3. All right, here he goes. He goes with the tight end. So here comes Rishi Rice right underneath. Like, can you get any more open in these zones? Are they going to take anything away? Like, this touchdown was called back. All right, but Marcus Valdez-Scantling right here is going to come across the field, and nobody picks him up. Like, I don't know who's a man and who's in zone and who's communicating, but you can't possibly be that wide open in this league under any circumstance. Now, it got called back because the right tackle was too deep in his set. But still, like... This play blew up the internet. Okay, now there's two different ways that you can take on the bunch formation. You can man it, or you can zone it. So the Bears are going to zone it. A two-by-two zone. There it is. Two-by-two zone. Two different ways. They're going to zone it. Fine. But somebody put an eyeball on Travis Kelsey. Like, this play blew up the internet. And it's just way too easy. Do your celebration, Travis. Come on, man. Like, take something away. Make them earn it. That's your head coach, Look, and that's that's your defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, it's. I haven't played defense since I was in seventh grade, so I don't profess to be a defensive expert. But when I watch that film, and I usually just focus on the offense, because if you watch both, you'll be in in front of that screen for four hours watching it back and forth and back and forth. But I was I, I was just shocked, and again, I know that there were down guys in the secondary; they had injuries, but. 
Like when I said to you guys, I was joking, obviously, but I said, I'm 56, and I think I could have found enough holes in that zone to have five or six catches. No, like, I think you're right. That's not an exaggeration. It, it's that obvious. And when I say to you, like, I don't understand why they're not more physical with people at the line of scrimmage. They just let... They let the quarterback be comfortable and safe, and they let receivers get free releases. What's the explanation that they let Kelsey just go to any spot he wants and no one's covering him? No idea. He's one of the best players in the league. It's kind of baffling to to see. Now, again, look, I think one of the other things that was very obvious to me, and this is master of the obvious stuff, but you saw, if you watch that film from beginning to end in all facets, you saw exactly what a really good team looks like and a team that is completely outclassed looks like. Yeah, but no team should look like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it ha- yes, you're right. No Absolutely. team should look like but that. But I'm just telling you, that was one of the conclusions that was very obvious. You just They defined themselves as a really good team, and the Bears defined themselves as a team that has such a, a long way to go. When we cross-talk with the boys, we could pl- play the Eberflus coming back, uh, but I want to take George, because I have been wondering where jo- Georgie in Oak Park has been. Fields is number one. One fan, he's on the line with us right, right now. He's George in Oak Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Georgie? I mean, this is rough, man. This is rough. We are low. We are. We hit bedrock. We are sniffing the devil's grundle low. Yeah. This is bad. Have you been? Have you been hanging in though? Not good, man. Not good. It's been. It's been rough, dude. You are not. It's been rough. What? No, no. You could, you could put, you know, blue chews in my mouth like Tic Tacs, and I'm not getting hard for any of that. Yeah, <laughs> I am, I am soft as Charmin over here, boys. Yeah, no, no. Are you, are you still in on Fields? I don't know. I feel bad for him. I feel like he needs a hug. I mean, dude, he is broken. I think he's got the yips. I think the whole organization. I mean, this is the worst coaching I've ever seen. This is hands down the worst coaching I've ever seen to where I'm, like, starting to develop conspiracy theories in my head. Like what? Like, it's bad. Like what conspiracy theories? It's the the same thing you're hearing is that Paul's new, Fields wasn't the guy, but he didn't like, you know, Bryce Young or or C.J. Stroud. So, hey, let's tank one more year for Caleb and, you know, at least we'll give Caleb D.J. more. The sad reality to that, though, is is the coaching staff cannot make it through a season like this if, in fact, that plan was implemented. Oh, I don't, I don't think Paul plans on keeping anybody. I think like he, like I think Eberflus is calling Poles being like, "Yo, bro, I'm, you know, my career might be, you know, ended after this." And Poles is like, "No, dude, don't worry, I got a plan. You're gonna." Nobody be set wants up. this stink don't on worry. them. Trust me, Georgie. Nobody wants this kind of stink on them because it doesn't come off. So, including Poles, like I like, said, he's 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 that stinkless. Yeah. Yes, I don't think he's stinkless. I think he stinks. I think the whole organization stinks. I think it's bad. And you know, this is lo- this is the worst I've ever the, seen. It. Yeah, I mean, look, this is where I get frustrated too. Is is that like there's enough blame to go around? But when you see a team that is better than you, and your guys can't win individual battles on a consistent basis, then the coaching staff has to then help you. Like, I couldn't win going against some of the elite corners in the league, so they had to help me. They put me in motion. I'd pick my ass off on on tight ends and other wide receivers. Like, I was cheating. 
I would push, I'd grab, I would do anything I possibly could to get open, and I needed the help of my offensive coordinator to put me in position to help get me open when I couldn't do it just on a one-to-one basis. And like I, when when you see the film and you see that that our guys are not winning any of these battles, then you got to help them. And at that point, then you've done all you can do, but you have to exhaust every option. And I don't think that they've exhausted all their options in certain situations. So that's what – look, I know that one of the other themes going around on the, in, in, in social media is, is that – and I told you guys this on Tuesday. Like, there's nobody open in the first half of the game. Nobody. You know, like, so I would tell anybody that, that thinks that game three was symbolic of games one and two, I would tell you to go back and look at games one and two where they were guys wide open and they still weren't being thrown to. But in game three against the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in the first 30 minutes, there's nobody to throw the ball to. There just isn't. Mm. So that's where the coordinator, you know, we could talk all we want about design runs, getting the quarterback on the edge and all that other stuff, but you also, like, you're tied in a sticky DJ Moore's a really good player, but outside of that, you're going to have to help your guys get free. And you got to do that by formation and by motion and by play calling where you got combo routes and stuff. And if you think you're just going to line up and play against a defense, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is really good. And we lost 90% of our one-on-one battles for the most part. And by the way, you're starting three backups on your offensive line. So it's just it's, it's a mess. You put on the film and you just... It's hard to watch. George, hang in there, all right? Who's, hey, who's getting hard with that? <laughs> <laughs> listen, you're no choice. Yeah, well, listen, abstinence is going to have to be your code word now for the next few weeks until they get something going. Wow. Wow. Football yeah, abstinence. Not not possible for, for for Big George over here, but well, I'm hoping... I'm okay, hoping well, don't something. get caught in your car in a parking lot somewhere, okay? Oh, disgusting. I'm just saying. That is that is disgusting. You're dirty. You're dirty bird waddle. <laughs> you act all crude, all coy, but I want to know what happens in that head of yours. Which that, football that, player was that, waddle? Which football player was that in the mall? Oh, I forget. Mallard, you no, know this Reese stuff. McGuire, wasn't it? Who was it? Yeah, it was former White Sox catcher Reese McGuire. Oh, that's right. In the parking lot, remember? Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. how about we got to play this. Uh, how about the Braves broadcast last night? Oh, Brandon, that was great. Brandon Gaffon telling you about the uh, battery of the or the pitching change for the Braves last night. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. That's probably a good thing Jeff Francoeur's in the other booth. That was so Meller last night. It was, it was so, so great. Meller. You know, I think we need to have Jeff Francoeur on to uh, break down the Cubs and Braves tomorrow. I didn't even know he had that type of humor. <sighs> yes. <laughs> He's, he loves to goof around with that. He, I think he just goofs around with everything, doesn't he? Well, you know it's fun to goof around when your top five hitters have all yeah, hit yeah. 30 dongs on the season. Yeah, lots of dongs. All right. Uh, good stuff, George. Thank you. Are, it was Black and Abdallah back tonight, aren't they? They're wet, re- uh, ready and waiting, boys. Excuse me. They're wet. They're wet. They're wet, they're ready, and they're they're waiting. Oh, no. (laughs) Dry off, boys. Please. Even though we're not there, please dry off. We'll cross-talk with Blick and Abdallah next. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah. If you're stuck... Stick with Waddle and Sylvie, weekdays 2 to 6.
same message I gave him after the game. You know, it was about uh, the focus that we need to have um, to get this thing uh, going in the right direction. And uh, it's about the details of each man. You know, it's about the details of each position, you know, player and coach together. And that was the message we had. And we talked about that during the team meeting this morning. Um, and then really, it's about the fight. You know, it's, you know, to get this thing turned around to the determination and the fight you need to have um, as an individual person, as an individual position group and a unit and your football team. So um, the guys were determined there, and we, we, I feel real good about the look in their eye. A lot of, a lot of soul-searching for the Bears. Didn't make me feel a lot better. Listen, you're professional, every one of you. You know what? If you, if you do your job well and you do it with integrity and you do it with enthusiasm, you'll be in the league for a long time and you'll make a boatload of money. If not, you won't. I don't know what's going to motivate everybody in that room. It should be that you want to be the best player that you can possibly be. But find something that motivates you and get out there and do your job better. You can believe all you want, but until you start executing and you're better at what you're doing, I mean, there's going to be changes. And they're Black going to be and dollar, uh, pass me some more bourbon, please. Oh, yeah. yes, please. Hey, last night was a great time. Good to yeah. see you guys. We had a great Always time. Fun a to few spend time. whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and yes. We were at the uh, Waddle and Sylvie table. It was yes, great. You were. <laughs> yes, you were. Dude. We were, uh, we, you know, the, the four of us, the whiskey experts. Yeah. You know, you, you you know, know what it is? It. It's basically being like at the kids' at the kids table, <laughs> I think parent-teacher conference. I know, because we, so we sampled from 12 different barrels, right, from few, and uh, we have to, like, they give you a sheet, and there's 12 lines, and the numbers correspond with Writing the barrel down you're notes. getting, you write yeah. down notes. Yeah. I think for one of them, I just wrote, oh, baby. Oh, baby. I wrote, oh, me baby. likey. Exactly, right? Like, I don't know the difference. Well, I just know that I like the taste of it. Sylvie, you know how intense it was in the room because we have our, you know, we're having a, a little back and forth between the four of us. We're, we're looking at the wine. We're, the, we're tasting the whiskeys. We're, we're looking at the list. And then you said something to Carmen to get his yeah. attention, and he was just, he ignored all of us. He oh, was yeah. so in-depth into his studying on what he was tasting. It was amazing. His I, nose I, was buried in his glass I, of, of bourbon. I compared it to, like, you, you, you can't bother Joniak like an hour before a Bears <laughs> right. game uh-huh. yeah. or during a Bears yeah. game. But at least he's doing play-by-play of an NFL team. Carmen was, ta- <laughs> like, smelling and tasting bourbon. Yeah. And he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't joke around. He was in the zone. And it was like he was about to conduct surgery. Abdallah walked up to him to get a uh, a video of him taking a sip. And Carmen's reaction, instead of just taking the sip, he goes, get away from me. You're looking at my notes. Yeah, he hit yeah, it. He was real <laughs> mad because I wanted, like, I had this idea. Listen, I didn't go. I went to Columbia Art School. I got, I, I didn't take any We're film. We're cheating off of you. But, like, I was like, I got this shot idea where I'm going to have a zoom in of your notes and then I'm going to slowly yeah. zoom out and it's going to yeah. be you drinking. It's a nice shot. And he shot. was like, don't look at my notes. I'm like, I couldn't read your chicken scratch if my life depended on <laughs> get it, Get away dude. from me. Don't cheat. I don't care. Waddle, what, what did we call that shot? The money shot. Yes. And, and, then, there, and then there was Carmen's uh, teammate who had to excuse himself for a while because he, he had, had really oysters. bad gas because of the oysters. oyster lunch that yeah. he had. Yeah. Uh, he told us he had to pull over on the way home. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Oh, no. He, he said to- he, was, uh, he was down south of Soldier Field on Lakeshore Drive. He pulled over to the side. Walked around the side of the car and just let it go. And had to, yeah, he had some food poisoning. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he puke? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was few, it was because he had the he had the uh, bad oysters earlier in the day. Him and the Cubs both yeah. puked. Yeah, it, w- it was not drinking related. No, like, seriously, no, no, we, no. We sat down and we took one sip, and Yurko goes booking it outside yeah. into the alley, and we're like, "What did you uh, What did you call us on the uh, text chain today, Waddle? <sighs> I don't know. What did I What did I call you? Spitters. Oh yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't drinking it. Yeah. I taste it. Well, you spit taste it. Out. it. You, you you get the vibe. And then I was you go thinking to the next you one. have a pretzel and a little yeah. water. I was thinking though one. that you guys were telling me that Yurko stopped the car, pulled around the other side, and dropped trow and just no <laughs> no 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 no. This was the oysters. Jack yeah, yeah, right right came up right next no, to no, Soldier no. Field. Yeah, yeah. The you know left him a present. You see three and a half hours of that on Sunday. Can't wait. All right, boys. Enjoy the show, all right? Thank you. Talk There's to you guys tomorrow. Black and Abdallah coming up next. Thanks to Wilbon. Thank you to Jesse. Thank you to Tyler and Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.